If you want to be a great leader, start by reading the manual. The Love Times 2 Summer Leadership Series starts now. Welcome to 139, the official podcast of Love Times 2. Here is your host, Mike Victor. Hey, welcome to the Love Times 2 podcast. I hope you're ready for something really new and really fresh because today, uh, this is the first installment of a very special summer leadership series that's designed especially for leaders. And we'll be doing some special episodes all the way through August. So get ready for some thought provoking and challenging episodes as we go along. And I want to encourage you to give your feedback to me as part of this discussion. And before we jump into that, I just want to sort of set the lay of the land so you know where all of this is going, kind of like a trail map uh, to give you some context uh, to what's ahead. You know, like when you come to the front gate of your summer vacation at Yellowstone and they give you a map to the whole park and everything. Uh, this This is not going to be nearly as exciting as Yellowstone, so I don't want to give you that impression, but I do want you to know that, uh, uh, kind of give you the direction of where we're going. First, as a starting point, let me tell you why we're doing this. I I want you to be the best leader that you can possibly be, because when you lead well, you are more effective and you're more productive in everything that you do. And let's face it, I mean, when you're working to make the world a better place for moms and babies, more effective and more productive means deeper impact on real people and real lives in your circles of influence. And and deeper impact means lives are changed forever. So why would we want to do anything that important halfway? Uh, this is a very, uh, very large portion of Love Times 2's mission is to help uh, leaders just get better as leaders and uh, to work on collaborative solutions on all the problems that our world faces uh, when it comes to protecting moms and babies. Now, uh, some of the things I'm going to be sharing with you in this series are very detailed. And uh, some may seem like they're completely off the wall. And some of you may even be wondering if I have any clue what I'm talking about at some point. And that's okay. I mean, I wonder that too sometimes. It's no problem to me. Uh, but if nothing else happens, I hope that you are challenged and uh, you're just pushed in some way, in some form, in some direction on this. If you're not challenged and I'm not challenged, life gets boring, right? So we don't want life to be boring. We don't want to be boring leaders. We want to be leaders that are continuously growing regardless of where we're at. And know this, a lot of this stuff is stuff that I wish someone had told me when I was younger. So if you're a younger leader that's listening to this, uh, I hope that this is especially important to you. Now, I get it. I mean, when I was younger, some of the stuff that uh, I'm going to be talking about, if someone had told me, uh, I may not have listened to it, but at least someone would have uh, given me the opportunity uh, to avoid some hard knocks and bad decisions. And I had a lot of people in my life that that did a lot of stuff like this for me. So I'm very grateful for that. Uh, but, you know, even even if you do go through the hard knocks and bad decisions, uh, God uses those in our lives to to make us better as well. So we can get better and stronger um, because we're all gonna we're all gonna make bad decisions. Let's face it. Uh, now that was kind of intended towards young leaders, but if you're not what you consider young, I mean that's not a problem because don't think this series isn't for you. It doesn't matter what age you are, and it doesn't matter wh- whether you are in a big role or whether you are in a small role. Everything that we're going to be talking about can be very helpful to you. And if you're thinking that maybe you don't even need to listen to this because you're not a leader, 
I really want to push back on that because uh, I think everybody's a leader in some form or another. Leadership is influence. And if you look around you and your life, uh, you're influencing somebody whether you recognize it or not. So I challenge you to think about that again because um, you are a leader. And so this series will matter to you. And even if you don't think you're a leader right now, don't sell God short in what he may have in store for you. So as you are waiting for where you plug in, get better and better at what you do and how you lead. Now, in the weeks ahead, we're going to be talking about stuff like goal setting. We're going to talk about basic skills you need as a leader. And we're even going to talk about top secret top secret tips about fundraising dinners that no one else is going to tell you, but I'm going to tell you about it uh, in this leadership series. And you may even get a homework assignment or two. Seriously. I mean, you're going to get homework assignments uh, as part of this um, whole leadership series. Now, here's a big reason why all of this is so important. In a lot of ways, there is a leadership crisis in our nation today. And that's a really big, it should be a really big concern. Uh, part of the crisis is due to the fact that uh, so many of us are completely over overwhelmed so much stuff that's vying for our attention that we lose track of what really matters and we start to think our days evolve around the latest conversation on Twitter or Instagram or you know whatever social media stream we're into at that moment uh, we live life like as a series of tweets but it's not and that's where you know that's not where effective leaders hang out it's the constant distraction that actually destroys our ability to lead well effective leaders lead and that carries with it some serious implications um you know it, it's it's easy just to be part of the crowd it's harder to lead. Hate to tell you that if you were thinking this was going to be easy street, it's harder to lead. But it's a skill set. It's an ability. It's something God's placed on your heart. So you need to lead well. This series is meant to fire you up in a completely new way of thinking. So if you're a leader, lead well. Don't just follow the pack. Don't let your life get absorbed into social media. Focus on what matters and then put it all out there in faith and see what happens. I mean, really in faith, see what happens when God shows up big. Now, you know what? I have no idea what you do. You may lead a college group of three students. I've been there. I've done that. My first involvement as a leader was with a college group of three students. Or you may be a CEO of a really huge nonprofit. I mean, I have no idea where you are at in your leadership ability. You may even be a volunteer coordinator for a program uh, you know, for kids and adults with special needs. Um, you know, maybe you're not even sure where you plug in at all. I don't know where you're at. But I hope to share some things that will help you out as a leader. And just one more thing, anyone can spend all of their waking hours being self-consumed about tweets, uh, writing blogs, you know, whatever the case might be. If that's what you want to do, hey, that's no problem. That's your decision to do that. But if you're ready to move up to the next level as a leader, it's time to start making some hard decisions about how you'll spend your time and how you're going to focus your energy. So if you're ready to jump into the discussion, let's go. And in my estimation, there is no better place to start this discussion about leadership than to introduce you to the best leadership manual in the entire world. It's absolutely phenomenal. And in fact, in my experience, nothing else even comes close. And I'm sure there are a lot of good books that are out there. The runner-up in this category, at least in my opinion, is the classic work called Good to Great by an author named Jim Collins. And this is such an enormously productive read because it compares good companies to great companies, and then it breaks them down to see why some stay good and why some excel onto greatness. And I really want to encourage you to read the entire book, Good to Great. But if you're one of those who just want the bottom line because you find reading to be a bore and you don't want to take the time to do it, uh, here's the number one takeaway. I'm going to save you some time here. Here's the number one takeaway from Good to Great. Get the right people in the right seat on the right bus and great things happen.
Did you get that? I mean, that's the, if you get nothing else from the book, here's what you're going to learn. Get the right people in the right seat on the right bus and great things will happen. You can do all the strategic planning, sweating, working, everything that you want to do. But if you fail to get the right people in the right seat on the right bus, you will always struggle as a leader and any team, small or large, that you are leading is always going to struggle as well because it all comes down to people and the right people, right seat, right bus. You can just take it to the bank. I've experienced that in my time of leadership. And uh, for those of you who didn't want to read the whole book, I just saved you 30 bucks, you know, or 1599 if you're going to get it on ebook. Uh, so, yeah, save you some money. But I really do encourage you to read the entire book because it really is well done and uh, you can can even get a nonprofit supplemental study that you can buy. It's just a few bucks more, and it will kind of take the uh, the nonprofit angle in all of this. And you know, let me just say, don't get caught up in the fact that it's mainly a business book. It's a leadership book. So, what difference does it make? The principles, um, most of them, if not all of them, are applicable um, from ministry to business to nonprofit lines. And you'll get an incredible amount of knowledge by by just reading uh, "Good to Great" by Jim Collins. Now, here's the official timeout, so I can take a mini rant. There are so many great leadership books out there that it just makes your your head swim. It really does. I mean, who knows how many are great? Who would have the time to read them? Uh, I know some are really, really good, and I've got a bookshelf full of them, but um, here's what really drives me up a wall. Some of the most popular authors who keep cranking out one book after the other eventually get to a point where they're saying the exact same thing and charging the exact same amount of money uh, for a book that's episode 12 that's saying the same thing they were saying in in episode two. too. You know, so you, you kind of pick that up, you're reading it and like, hey, this is just a reformatting of what you said 10 books ago. Um, so that that just uh, that kind of drives me crazy. Or when I buy a book and, um, you know, someone will kill half the pages by telling these, you know, spinning these lengthy yarns and you can tell they're just burning up pages in the book by doing this, spinning these lengthy yarns about some guy that uh, goes from rag to, rags to riches because of a, a principle he picked up at a seminar. And now he's multimillionaire and, and all that kind of stuff. You know, I guess that sort of stuff happens. Happens, but um, you know, I don't want to really drop good money on a book that kind of makes me feel like those days in grade school. Some of you may have have done this. I, I've heard stories of people doing this. <laughs> I think I've done it. Um, well, anyway, um, but when you were assigned something like um, you know, write a thousand page essay in fifth grade, and you and you really just didn't want to do that. So uh, what you would do is spend uh, try to figure out how to use five hundred words in the first paragraph, you know, and just really make this lengthy introduction. And you know that never worked. That absolutely never worked when you tried it. But um, that's kind of what I feel with these authors sometimes. They're, they're dragging out something just so they can burn an entire chapter up. And I don't know, maybe the worst of all is when a book has run its productivity course and then the publisher decides to republish it as the anniversary edition and you know, you stick a special label on it. And the only thing that's changed is maybe the introduction uh, on it or something like that. And then you're still charging the same amount of money. So it's kind of like bands that don't go away. They keep introducing uh, Greatest Hits, uh, Episode 1, and, and Greatest Hits, Volume 2, Greatest hits volume three and you know i don't care how big of a mega band you think you are you don't have enough uh big hits to be volume 10 (laughs) or whatever um so anyways i'm done with that back to the best book that you can read as a leader it's tucked away in the middle of your bible and it is uh it truly is hands down the best leadership advice that you will ever read period are you ready for this it's called the book of proverbs and it's it's right there, uh, as I said, smack dab, 
middle of your Bible. And there I've used it. I've used the word Bible and it drives me crazy today. I know there are a lot of folks who say, you know, don't use, don't say Bible because it sounds old fashioned. And, you know, maybe it does. But what difference does it make? (laughs) That's what I call it. So that's what I'm going to say. And if you want to call it the word or just call it, you know, whatever the app is on your phone, it doesn't matter to me, but I'm going to call it the Bible because to me it is what it is. And I I think we can get so silly in trying to relabel stuff. And a lot of uh, market researchers would probably be yelling out right now saying, hey, don't use the word Bible because the culture will shut you out. And uh, I don't know, um, maybe not. And and I don't want to veer into a whole side topic here, but sometimes I think people just tune us out. If you want me to be honest, I think people just tune us out more when we try to act like we're referring to something else that you know, when we're really referring to the Bible, I mean, right? I mean, it kind of sends a message you're trying to hide something. It's like, you know, yeah, we're talking about the Bible, but we're going to sneak up on you with it. And, and we don't really want you to know what we're talking about. You know, to me, when you do that, it just comes off a sound of phony. And I think people want real and people don't want phony. So anyways, back to the point. Book of Proverbs is the culmination of God-breathed wisdom that applies to every single facet of your life. I will just flat guarantee you it applies to every facet of your life. And it includes leadership principles that will keep you on the path to excellence. Now, let me just pause right here because you may be thinking, I I was expecting more. I mean, you said, you know, I I thought this was going to be something really new, really different, whatever. I'm just telling you, uh, in all honesty, from my experience, that the book of Proverbs is the, the book that will give you the best leadership principles that will keep you on the path to excellence. So don't just, you know, zoom right past this. I'm real serious about this. I mean, this is an absolutely incredible amount of wisdom for to infuse into you to absorb as a leader. And I'm amazed at how many leaders will attend seminars and spend, you know, really big money on motivational bestsellers or uh, pursue college courses or attend boring conferences while never bothering to crack open the book, collecting dust in the drawer, or just, you know, just not even taking the time to download the version app where you can have the book of Proverbs right there in the palm of your hand. So does it sound old fashioned? Well, it is. I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, sure, it's old. It's, a, it's the very depths of wisdom found in God before the creation of the universe. And, you know, that's kind of the very definition of old, like the ultimate definition of old. And old gets a bad rap. I mean, um, a lot of times in our culture, uh, old gets equated to useless. And that's a, you know, that, that's a really bad mistake to make. Sometimes I get this feeling that uh, we've reached a point in the culture where nothing that was written longer ago than the 24-hour news cycle even matters anymore. And that is such a, a huge, massive mistake. I mean, I look at it this way. Proverbs was written thousands of years ago, and it is still revered for its wisdom. That's calling standing the test of time. So, so don't cancel out Proverbs just because it's old. And, and let me just ask you this, and I'm completely serious about this. Whose wisdom would you rather follow? Because most of the leadership stuff out there will, will tell you how to be the boss, how to make your own way or, you know, set your own rules. Uh, don't let anyone get in your way, you know, sort of the winning through intimidation uh, type of stuff or winning because you're so clever. You're so much smarter than everybody else and all this kind of stuff. And I love all these blogs on my newsfeed from people who, you know, every morning, I mean, I get these uh, you know, endless articles on, you know, stuff like how to make a million dollars before you're 20 years old and, and how to get thousands of followers with this post overnight or, you know, how to rule your world of the uh, of the social media world. And, uh, and I see all this leadership advice uh, as well from people whose lives are literally um, wrapped up in themselves 
as if they're all that matters. And uh, they want to pass along advice that's completely contrary sometimes, uh, not all the time. But, uh, but I, when I see leadership advice from people whose lives are completely contrary to God's way of doing things, why do I want to absorb my, my time, my energy, my thinking there? I mean, I'm thinking in particular of, of a very powerful CEO I'm not going to mention his name, but uh, this was you know, a couple of years back. But uh, this was a guy, powerful CEO, who was uh, just praised as one of the greatest of all time. And, and one of the books that he wrote was just, uh, you know, you would see it consistently referred to as, um, you know, as a leadership book that you needed to read. And honestly, I mean, I tossed it aside after reading half a chapter because of the language that he was using uh, in his book. And I get it. I mean, I, I think there are circles where people just feel like they can power up on you by using uh, all this uh, really harsh and crude language. Um, you know what? If eh, Maybe that's what he feels made him a powerful figure, but uh, no thanks. That's total reject in my world. I wanted nothing to do with that type of, of leadership advice. I'm going to take Proverbs, and I'm going to encourage you to do so as well. If you're seeking leadership wisdom, there is no substitute in quality and depth for the book of Proverbs. Absolutely none. And uh, you'll never regret the time that you spend there. If you want to learn, uh, I mean, top of my head, if you want to learn the, like uh, uh, the importance of wise counsel, if you want uh, to learn about uh, being persuasive and using wise speech, uh, if you want to learn about the value of accepting correction uh, when that comes along, you're going to find all of that and just uh, thousands of additional principles in the book of Proverbs. Now, Proverbs carries with it another very unique ability by way of being broken down into 31 chapters. So your leadership program is made, you know, really simple. One chapter of Proverbs each day corresponding to the day of the month. It doesn't get any easier than that. I mean, you can read it on your commute, read it on your break, read it in your dorm. One one chapter a day is going to take you less than it's going to take you less than 10 minutes easily. So, it's not like it's a huge uh, time investment in your life, but it will be an investment you'll never regret. Now, here's a big big disclaimer to this entire discussion. And you need to hear this very clearly. Um, The book of Proverbs, it isn't something that you can scan through and then say you're done. Because you could listen to this and, uh, you know, just uh, go through the book of Proverbs, uh, you know, have the app on your phone. Uh, You'll probably, if you want to read through it really quickly, you could probably go through it in less than a half hour, the entire thing, and then say, hey, I've read that. Check that box off. Now what do I do? Um, I'm just telling you right up front, you will never be done with Proverbs because it will never be done with you. I mean, none of us fully arrive and none of us are going to exhaust what Proverbs has to say. I mean, the wisdom is that deep uh, when you get into it. In fact, it's so deep that you can spend a lifetime studying its wisdom and you will continuously find something new that you never saw before. I mean, it's that good of a book. I promised you a homework assignment, so here it is. Commit yourself over the next 30 days to read one chapter of the book of Proverbs each day by reading the chapter corresponding to the day's date. And as you're doing that, I want to challenge you on this. Ask God to open your eyes and give you understanding of what you are actually reading. And then be ready and willing to let God take you where he wants to take you as a leader. Then you can get ready for your leadership to be completely transformed. If you want to lead and you want to lead well, this is the best leadership book ever written. 
Hey, that's it for this first episode of our leadership series. Next week, we're going to talk about something that I think you're going to find uh, equally interesting. I think it's going to challenge you as well. So don't forget to share this podcast and to like us on Facebook. And I want to thank you for joining us on the journey to making the world a better place for moms and babies. And never forget this, change the culture and the politics will follow. This has been 139, the official podcast of Love Times 2. Join us in the journey at lovetimes2.org. That's love, the letter X, and the number 2, dot O-R-G. Thanks for listening.